0: Hey, what's up? Do you like sex, love, and astrology? I do. You're in the right place. Let's dig in. Let's go. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to Astromantics, the show where I expose people. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a show where we talk about love, intimacy, astrology, and to- and Mary's with me. Hi, Mary. Hey! Woo! And today we have Louise with us. Hi, Louise. Hi, everybody. Woo! <laughs> and what did you want to learn about here today? I know we were talking earlier about um, you know, relationships, right? You want to tell us a little bit about like what you're hoping to even find and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. So I think um, you know I feel like I'm I'm getting punched left and right from the astrology world. The last couple of weeks and maybe even for the last month mm-hmm. um, and relationship wise, you know, my husband and I are struggling a bit and I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping to find some answers into how to how to work with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like let's f- figure out some energies that are coming through what I can look forward to. Maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Real. it's important. It's very <laughs> yeah. Important.
0: Right. Well, thank you so much for coming to us. This is exactly what astrology should be used for, right? Where's the light at the end of the tunnel? How can I lean into this? Somebody give me some hope, right? Somebody give me some answers. What do you got? Uh, Especially when it comes to relationships, right? It's the best. Uh, So first we were going to look at your chart, Louise, and, um, so you have a Sun Gemini and a Rising Gemini, and a Mercury in Gemini, and a Chiron. And has a lot of things in Gemini, first house. Yes, yes, right? definitely a lot of Gemini. A lot of Gemini. Somebody's very curious. Somebody likes lots of games. Somebody uh, needs lots of mental stimulation. I would agree
1: with that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. And uh, we've also got that Scorpio moon and you had mentioned being beaten up by the universe. And we just had that two weeks ago. Right. That full moon in Taurus right over your stuff. Right. It was right over um, in the area. It was I think at like five degrees. Right. Of Scorpio Taurus. And so you had your sixth house of everyday, day to day routines, day to day investigation, right? Uh, Day to day obsessions, right? Because Scorpio is that. And then your 12th house of um, undoing myself, an enemy to myself, you know, right? Like that's the 12th house can represent. I'll give it all away, you know. but you just had your everyday and your spiritual life sort of completely rocked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. So, hey, feel validated in that. Yeah, that was a big thing.
1: There is some, definitely some validation there. I think that um, it, that's what it was beating me up so much is the everyday stuff like you know like something happens you can kind of roll with the punches but when it's like left right up and center i you know it's it's tough yes takes a toll Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you have a
2: pariapus at three degrees taurus and you said you thought it was at five degrees
0: the full moon Oh, yeah, the full moon. The full moon was at, so the full moon was at, yeah, about five degrees Taurus, right? Oh, Follis. You mean Follis? Okay? Follis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Follis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mary, you were asking about that earlier. You want to talk about yes. that, hmm. It's a catalyst,
2: right? It's something starving something else. And so, um, my boyfriend just got a new job so I was asking Lacey I'm like we gotta look and see what's going on with fullus not for Um and yeah, so it's always like when I start to see things shift right? First of all Saturn of course. but mm-hmm. then right what is fullus doing? where's what's where is the catalyst happening in my chart right And um, so for it to be a catalyst and then for that full moon to mm-hmm. basically hit it, and for those two to be sitting across from your moon, right? That does sound like a, a good old beat up session.
0: Mm-hmm. It's heavy. It's heavy. What it, what I and a Pluto at two degrees shut all the way up, right? Yeah. That extremified it. That made it really big, really strong. Um, in the chart, uh, um, Pluto can be like this. It's like the it's like a earthquake that doesn't stop ever 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 ever. ever. <laughs> so to have a full moon on an earthquake is like you had to duck and cover. You, yeah. Where are you supposed to have cover? Right? Is yeah that when the ground is, is shaking. Yeah. What's solid? Nothing.
1: Nothing. Exactly. <laughs>
0: right? That's exactly what it felt like. Oh, ah, oh, empathy, empathy. <laughs> that's <laughs> a lot. Oh. I'll take oh. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. So stamped, validated. You just went through like a super hard time. <laughs> um. And will it get better? I mean, always. Yes. Yes, it will. Like uh, the eclipses now are going to be in your fifth house of romance and your 11th house of friendships. That'll be the next sector to get like um, quick glow ups in, if you will. Okay. So I don't know. So you're you're due for a romance glow up. You're due for something. (laughs) Relationships, right? Because it has to do with relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Libra, So you're definitely going to be having some, um, yeah, quick shifts, quick changes in uh, faded partners and in what you have felt devoted to romantically your whole life. Right. Mm. Yeah, I love that. You were like, you had like a thought. Tell me it. <laughs> well, I'm
1: thinking back, like, what, it, what is it? You know? I've been so I have been so driven um career-wise for ever it seems like and, and especially the last uh, year and a half I would say mm-hmm. like really just trying to you know work on myself work on my own business right and you know the relationship side of things the love side of things have taken like a back seat mm-hmm. so yeah. you posing it that way like I'm sitting here contemplating. What is it? What is it that I, that I'm fated for? Right.
0: Right. Uh, Well, your Libra house here, right? Libra, the fifth house, how you joyfully express yourself, how you sexually express yourself is in partnerships is in fairness is in justice, right? Like, you want the romance to feel equitable, fair, just. It also makes you very charming. Uh, Libra in the fifth gives everyone a little boost of charm, which is very nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, but your so Libra is ruled by Venus, and your Venus is over here in Aries, in opposition to that house. Uh, in your eleventh house, that mean that does mean that part of part of your romantic self is tied up in your community your friends your ambition right is tied up in that 11th house of um yeah community humanitarian efforts right how you are seen so your romance kind of gets taken up by either sort of pursuing friendship stuff right pursuing your ambition competing in the wide world of life right
1: <laughs> yeah
0: sort of I can see that. Yep. Right. And so it's kind of uh it'll feel like you have to choose one or the other because they're in opposition. Right? There's that 11th house. Mm-hmm. So part of what kind of turns you on, right? Or what you find pleasure in is in that 11th house. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of in opposition. Yeah,
1: it's the the I don't know if it's because it's in Aries, that it's, I find a lot of pleasure in meeting new people. Yes. And, and like the mingling of the new people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I can see that for sure. And then the, the downside of that is, is that when I'm out meeting new people, um, my, my husband is not, uh, a very talkative person. Right. He's a man of few words. He's, mm-hmm. um, soft-spoken and I am not
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's where this kind of part of what could make you a team in a way, right? Like yeah. one kind of being the other, uh, something else that I noticed about your chart and I is, um, you have a lot of energy, a lot of planets, a lot of points, placements that are, um, in, from the 11th, 12th and first house, right? So we have it in sort of the fourth quadrant and the first quadrant. Um, And those quadrants are like the first quadrant is self. You are here to discover who you are, how you feel, what you believe. Right. It's a very self-focused. You are supposed to figure yourself out. Right. Be curious about yourself. Right. And then in the 12th and 11th houses, those have more to do with the world at large. Right. Where do I fit? In the world at large, right? Mm. Um, what service do I give to my community? Right. Those are motivations, those are things that are happening for you. And then on the opposite side, you have a sixth and seventh house stuff going on, right? Ace. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of opposition, you have a lot of internal dialogue going. Should I? Yes, I should. No, I shouldn't. Yes, I Maybe. Let's meet in the middle. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> right. I always thought it was a
1: Gemini thing, the duality.
0: Well, yes, but the reason but, why you have all that mental energy is because you literally live in opposition to yourself, right? Or, yeah, you've got a
1: yeah, a devil and an angel on the shoulder.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can almost interpret it like that having um a strip of planets on one side and a strip of planets on the other, <laughs> right? Your yeah. chart is kind of balanced in that yeah. it's um. It's interesting in that way. I don't think I've ever seen another chart that has the symmetry, right, of the two sides stacked Mm -hmm. up the way that they are. And so, yeah, yeah, that is a lot of built-in opposition.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when we have built-in opposition, sort of the nice thing about it, other than having possible depression at times, which is not nice, but uh, the beauty of having oppositions is is that then you have sort of your own internal checks and balances right there's like well how does the other person feel how do i feel right there's this ability to kind of see it from the other's side right mm-hmm. even though you have a lot of stuff in the self quadrant right trying to figure out yourself and things like that and you're supposed to be that um you 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 have sort of this benefit of having to ask yourself tough questions at times, right? You're going to be able to really dig deep into yourself because you have like, you, I guess it's that Gemini, but extra, right? Yeah. That duality. And then you have Jupiter in Aquarius kind of being the ref here, which is kind of nice because that makes you kind of a true guru. You really are trying to find the right perspective, right? You really are living by what you believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I I think that as corny as it sounds, like when you hear um, beauty pageants say, I want world peace. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Y'all know really. Yeah, really. That's what I want. Right. I'm I'm a soul based person, not a a person based person. So (laughs)
0: either you have a beautiful soul or you don't. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I have an ugly one. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I imagine.
2: So you got that Aries, Venus, right? Uh Gemini rising, Sag other. Right. Right. And you have, um, yeah. So you have, you have some stuff over here in Sag, but Sag is definitely like your other, Right. When I think of a Sag and a Gemini kind of situation is like a playful chasing, mm-hmm. right? The playful keeping up with, right? Mm-hmm. And not getting bored. That's kind of what makes them perfect for each other. You know, mm-hmm. Sag and Gemini is like, they can keep up with each other. And then you have that Aries Venus that would want to chase, mm-hmm. right? But that would be kind of satisfied with if you had like a, a fun loving Free sag that you were kind of chasing a little and that they had to chase you a little to keep up right like that push mm-hmm. and pull that's what I think of when I think of more like an ideal match right is mm-hmm. just based off of the Gemini and the Aries and so without seeing his shirt yet right I am very curious now to see yeah
0: yeah yeah
2: the Eric shirt. but um, but mm-hmm. yeah right and just the description of being soft smoke and I think there is something about that Scorpio moon definitely needing uh, depth,
1: mm-hmm, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit less about the fun, friendly, chasey stuff, right? There's a different set yeah. of needs.
1: Yeah, like show me your soul. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blood, soul,
2: bone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. I want to see the depth. charity. <laughs> there are no secrets, you know? Right. Like, Right, yeah, right, right which could cha- take some of the chase out of it too. That right? you have a little bit of a balance act there, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. that's a very good point. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: is. It's like a really good, good eye, Mary. Good eye. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to switch? switch? Yeah. yeah, all right. Now I left. kind of have
2: this like ideal partner in my mind, right? So I'm like, I want to see
0: yeah so this is eric's chart eric is a cancer rising uh that could be that soft spoken kind of part right like a softer voice softer voice tone and then we have um a sun in libra and then a lot of libra right we have a a sun in libra in the fourth house with a retrograde mercury which means that his thoughts run counterculture in some way. And then a Saturn in Libra. That is a an exalted Saturn. So that's like a a, a a power structure, but makes one reserved. And then Pluto. Pluto's here as well. Um, so and that's all in the fourth house at home, right? So sun mercury saturn pluto uh immediately when i saw this um libra tends to be really really charming but his is in the fourth house which is a very very private place right Hmm. so and yeah with other right so it was really interesting to sort of think of what is a libra like at home well libra's um tend to be really, really, they push hard. (laughs) They push really hard, you know, uh, because they're trying to find balance. That's their jam, right? And so they need someone who wants to push back hard, right, too. Uh, And some people, that's hard because Libra can be taken as super manipulative because they... our Venus ruled right so they can be really <laughs> convincing I dated a guy who had Saturn Pluto and uh his son wasn't there but he had something else Jupiter all together and that person Mary and I interviewed but it hasn't gone up but that per- <laughs> yeah, yeah that person um <laughs> kind of suck all the air when you are with them right like yeah you know,
2: that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> a lot nicer.
0: But uh, so they they but they push hard, right? They they uh, they're they don't have confidence. There's not like an innate confidence with um a Libra because the sun is in its fall in Libra, right? And that's why they can be very indecisive sometimes because they're trying to get what does everyone else want unless they have a goal. And then they are going to manipulate yep. you to agreeing with the goal that they had in mind the whole time. Yep. Yeah. And watch out. And watch out, right? Yeah. Like that's a strong person. Uh, and then because it is Venus ruled and his Venus is in Virgo right next door and venus here is in a pit right she's in a bit of a hole here she's in detriment she can't she can't tell then when she is being too forceful or when she's being too pushy or when she's being too manipulative like she can't see because she's in a hole mm. so here we have a a very um a person who is prone to wanting to be in relationships right they want to be in relationships they were made to be in relationships um but the venus who rules over it all can't see other than themselves in a pit right they can only they're only here does it make sense it makes total sense 100
1: yeah. percent. A- yeah um yep also
2: Virgo venuses chase that perfection idea yeah. extra hard yeah right it's like it, it's hard to consciously make them aware that that they're strive for perfection or a love of perfection or love of I don't know almost like purity in a way right like nothing can ever be clean enough but well
1: yeah um, I mean I can say that definitely he's It's he strives for being the golden boy,
0: yes. Yes. Um, I was gonna ask because he has the son in Libra of the fourth house. Uh, was he not raised by his father, or was dad not around? Or, um, dad and mom were home,
1: but not available.
0: Not available, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, dad was not available, and I think mom
0: was overly available to make up for it yeah so. yeah cancer rising there the nurturing yeah. rising so it has access to that um the uh, the golden boy, I love that you say that because y- you know how we looked at your chart and your chart had oppositions mm-hmm. right Your chart had like heavy here, heavy here. his chart has heavy one place, and this is in the quadrant of um I re I live according to what my parents raised me as.
1: <laughs>
0: Look at you. You are like nodding your head. Yes. yes.
1: I'm nodding my head yes and it, it's um confirmation because there's times I have to check him yeah. and you know call him out for his baloney or his bullshit <laughs> because uh, uh, his dad is very 1950s. Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know the the floor is dirty when are you gonna go clean it Mm -hmm. um so there's um i i was not raised that way and i don't have um a submissive bone in my body really (laughs) (laughs) so
0: so yeah yeah venus Um, and aries you better check yourself right (laughs) (laughs) right at the door before you come in (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) my mom (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my mom has a Venus in Aries as well and she also does not, you know, like she wouldn't say that she's not she's religious. So, it's a part of her stuff that she has to be submissive in in actually her world, her stuff. Mm-hmm. But she's really not like you know, right? Like mom, come on. You know, yeah. right? Mhm. Um, he does have a uh, Sagittarius Mars that would be like very sexually attractive to your Sagittarius seventh house other, mm.
2: with well, an eros, right? And Sag, right. These okay. these are the things that make um, the attraction make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like total. Uh, but then and then but okay, so then we have Cancer rising, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, can swim in that the depth of that Scorpio moon. Right. Right. But not a lot of Gemini and not a lot of Sag other than that Mars. Mm-hmm. Right. Um Aquarius Moon, right? There's a certain yeah. amount of curiosity there with that, but it's a little bit more passive and observant than it is back and forth ping pong eat, mm-hmm. right? Um also, Aquarius can get really bitter if it doesn't take its necessarily necessary space, right? Mm-hmm. it doesn't um if it doesn't like kind of isolate itself a little bit, like I need to go uh perspective over here, right? I need to go think about whatever. um yeah, then there's a real problem, right with like the ability to start seeing other things more clearly. But uh, yeah, no, I, so that was of course the first thing I looked for, right? Mm I was like, where is the Gemini? Where's the Sag, Sag, okay. Mm -hmm. Attraction, right? Um, And then that Cancer, so much depth, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And nurturing in that first house, but then not a lot of like, the same curiosity is in here. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, your Gemini rising needs somebody very curious yeah. to keep up with you.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah, I, I often feel like I'm either dragging him along with or um, what's the word? Leaving him behind, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the day to day. Right. I mean he has the neptune and sagittarius that's like a all religions are the same kind of vibe uranus is like unconventional right likes to learn unconventional things or in unconventional ways or teach unconventional things in some way he has some kind of innovation there which is in opposition to your you know stuff which is like opposition so when we have those um you have to like um learn how to find the balance of the in-between um so we put your two charts together and start maybe examining that way yeah i think that would be a, a great idea all right let's do that so i'm gonna make it so that you are first i'll i'll do all this i'll be on i'll switch you over in a second uh, hmm. Do, 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 do. I know I feel like I should have all right where maybe we'll do it on this one I'll just do it on this one we'll just do it and then we'll switch up uh we? Oh, there we go Boom. Oh. but I kind of wanted to switch it so that you're in the middle and he is on the outside all right so we so have... look at it
2: from that Gemini perspective
1: yeah <laughs>
0: have a jupiter and moon together right that does mean that um that is like husband material to your inner world right jupiter and to a feminine chart right can Mm -hmm. oftentimes be an indicator of a husband right especially in a night chart so you do have a night chart as your sun is underneath the ascendant which makes the moon a part of your sex light means it's actually quite a big piece of you that scorpio deep moon right Mm -hmm. and then we've got jupiter there which is usually a signifier for a husband or a masculine type person to a feminine person so that's an indicator of marriage right that's one of the thingies um and so this means that you both so scorpio you both have quite a bit of scorpio together right and Scorpio is uh, vulnerability or else, (laughs) right? Uh, Also, Scorpio wants to, wherever it is in our chart, that is the place that we don't want others to see, right? (laughs) Yeah. So for you, a piece of you does not want to share your feelings, especially if you feel like you might get stung, right? Or if you feel like you're gonna sting because you're like, right? Yeah. Yeah, I,
1: um, I am the one that pulls back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I go back into my hole, I guess you would say, my scorpion hole. Yeah. Got that thick shell, right? Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Uh, Scorpio can trauma bond together though, right? Like, could yeah. because you're both sharing difficult things that you went through as children, right? Growing mm-hmm. up, um, Scorpio moons don't get a Scorpio moon because it was easy. <laughs> no, um, I would
1: say my childhood, it, I know he had a father that was not emotionally there for him, but mine was more along like neither parent was there and it was abusive uh-huh. physically, mentally, sexually, right? So wow. Like, my childhood was a lot, I carry a lot more baggage with that.
0: Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I saw Saturn here. Saturn can represent father, Saturn, and son in Scorpio for you. And then we have Pariapus, which is, gives sexual themes. South Node, right? You've Mm. been here before. So you... Something about what you're going through right now is, and I'm glad that you have that Aries Venus in this way, actually, because she gives you that warrior, right? Mm.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Because, yeah,
0: this is quite a a lot, right? And then we have that moon here, Scorpio, a lot of spirit. So something about your career, something about what you are meant to do with your life is definitely meant to help other Scorpio people, other trauma people right? Mm -hmm. And then we have Pluto, which gives the extreme. So this is every day when you are growing up having to deal with extreme restriction, right? Extreme Mm -hmm. father, extreme. So I, again, would like to say, holy shit. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: I think doesn't even quite sum it up, but yeah, it's close. No, it does not. It does not. Um, yeah, it's interesting, my mother has a Aries Venus and she also dealt with problematic upbringing in that way mm-hmm. as well. And um, I did too, but not, not nearly as hard as this sixth house pact is Good for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, that's a lot. So he br- his Jupiter would somehow bring some kind of buoyance or optimism in some way to such a <laughs> dark space. And, you know, he does. Like,
1: he always mm-hmm. has these um, off-the-beaten-track thoughts or mm-hmm. ideas of way to pull things out or a different way to look at things, I guess you would say. Yeah. So when I'm down in the dumps and I'll talk to him about it, he does pull me back out of, out
0: of that hole. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that would feel, that would be pretty good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. I think... I think for me, though, the thing that I'm struggling with personally is not like I'm more of the masculine yeah. person in a relationship. He's more of the, he holds more of the feminine mm-hmm. energy. Yeah. And like, I'm kind of at the point in my life where, like, God damn, I just want someone to
0: take care of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, and a, a, yeah, a cancer rising kind of has that sort of promise, but. The Libra doesn't have the follow through depth in a way, right? Like Pluto can add a depth for sure. It also adds a control, you know, it adds (laughs) extra control. He definitely has control stuff going on, right? that yeah. pluto with all that libra gives a control with the saturn extra that jupiter scorpio gives a control his moon in the eighth house also gives a control he's definitely got the uh, got some it would feel like he would be able to take care of you because of that cancer rising which would feel right so when i think of so when you met him and when you first got together that cancer rising is, uh, I once heard somebody describe a rising sign as the shine between mm-hmm. the star and what we see, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The car you're driving. So it's like you fell in love with his car or you thought his car was a van that could <laughs> co- her- carry everyone, right? Like Yeah. And you felt like, yeah, but then when you're going down the road, you're like, but I don't want to carry everyone. <laughs> I I don't want a van full of people, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like,
1: not duped, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. Well, okay, so let's look for squares, unavoidable squares. You have a sun in a trying to, uh, a sun, well, it's showing a sun square sun, but I think that's more of a should be more of a trine than a square. Maybe that's to his AC. Okay. So you're, his son is square his own AC. All right. Well, I'm going to say son, trine, sun, even though it looks like it's a square, but he suns in a trine is really good because then that means that there is um, an awareness, right? You both have sort of the perspective of air, able to uh think of things quickly you probably be more quick than him right he is his initiatory right we should we should we should right like yeah there is some initiatory stuff bopping which is good um yeah let's see and his son is trying your AC so there's again something there's an ease right trying your maximum ease so i'm pointing out good things right <laughs> Well, things that find are, my
1: light find my light
0: yes but aren't really <laughs> good right yeah um and let's see that's his son that's in trying to his own thing okay so okay so Well, no that's to his own stuff like I see squares but they're really to himself they're right. not with your stuff they're with his stuff okay so he has his own squares so He actually does not feel comfortable in his own body. He's got a square there, right? Which is like, we don't agree on where to go, like in his own self. Like he can't, like uh, a square in the chart is something that I can't ignore, right? When a person has a square in their chart, it's something I can't not do something about. So cancer being nurturing and Libra being justice finding. It's like he would put him, put himself on the back burner for mom. I don't know. Right. Or like. <laughs> okay, ding, whatever. ding, ding, ding. Yeah. yeah. So that's a square. This is a constant yeah. friction. He doesn't know how to not do that. Okay. Right. Like that's. Yeah. A uh, uh, struggle, hmm. yeah, and then he has it, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Go so. Um, I know you're looking at squares,
2: I was looking at this uh, Taurus, Chiron, Taurus, North Node situation. Oh, yeah. So, what this would say to me is it definitely feels faded in some way even though there's an anti-vertex there the fact that your north node is involved mm-hmm. to me means karmic right oh. um like you you're meant to learn a lesson or meant to learn or grow right right it's definitely like a either somebody you knew in a past life or you know something you signed up for kind of right mm-hmm. like, like to grow in a specific way i also think it's interesting because your north node and Taurus, so I, I, we were just talking about that full moon, right, right before yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Um, so that would have been hitting your bolus, right, the catalyst, and it's hitting your north node, right? So like mm-hmm. a direction. Um, and then for him, it's hitting anti-vertex, which is the opposite of like faded meetings, right? It's mm-hmm. sitting the uh, other side of it and moons, Right mm-hmm. on his for that full moon, right? Those wounds mm-hmm. were getting a lot of attention. But it's interesting to me that your wounds and your north node would be the things that are connected, right? That might mean that, like, the more you pursue your kind of destiny, the more triggered he gets.
1: Oh, right, good. Oh. That could be I mean, I just went through like coach training, which does a lot of inner healing. I'm, you know, I'm shedding a lot of shit. I'm shedding a lot of trauma, working through a lot of that. And, you know, like I said, the last how many ever weeks has been like amplified. Um, so like that eclipse triggering, you know, like the initiation of that, that eclipse or the finalization of the eclipse series, maybe. Mm Yeah. Right, eclipse is such um like portal energy, right? You yeah. go through it
2: something so much faster than you normally would, you know? It's like it just stepped through into the future. Um, And it, I think it really catches us off guard sometimes, like we're like, um, especially those of us who don't like making quick decisions, mm-hmm. right? Eclipse season is very unsettling because things happen super fast, right? Um, for somebody with Taurus, if we're talking about Taurus, <laughs> what's the one sign does not want anything to change or move fast, mm. right? It's the most uncomfortable sign in yeah. season for sure. But then put that full moon in Taurus, right? That is definitely going to stir up some stuff. And it's in your 12th house, which is spiritual, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about healing and shedding things, that yeah. is on track your north node in the 12th house right that's the kind of thing you should be doing but doing that in his case is like wounded right or you changing could be a triggering right because of that or the Taurus wounds right like don't ever change things Mm -hmm. stay the same yeah um
1: but definitely feels
2: faded right definitely feels
1: like it was Mm
2: -hmm.
1: supposed to happen So is it safe to say that it's more of a karmic relationship that yeah. I learned I learned to heal, he learns to heal.
0: Yeah, that's a definitely a thing that's happening, like for sure. Um I would say that. Yeah. You you have a Jupiter moon conjunction, right? His moon mm-hmm. to your Jupiter, and that's a double whammy. So that is pretty great, right? That that's like friendship stuff but his mars and sagittarius on your dc that brings some aggression yeah that brings some mars and that's something i don't want to see no no it's not something i want to see either yeah so I just saw that just now that Mars so you have Mar he has Mars 6 degrees and it's conjunct your DC of 2 degrees. Um. When I see Mars in anybody's chart and he will not recognize it as aggression because Neptune is here making it like of course like yeah right he wouldn't cloudy. Yeah, it wouldn't even and then Uranus is you don't even know when it's going to happen. Yeah right like yeah walking on an eggshell See, so that that's some <laughs> right. great that's, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, always I'm looking for like oh the Jupiter moon, <laughs> you know right <laughs> yeah well
2: mm-hmm. yeah the the Aquarius his moon your Jupiter yeah. right mm-hmm. 16 and 19 degrees Mm-hmm. Um, that's his friendship too, to me. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. Aquarius is all about friends, yeah. and yeah, with your Jupiter there
0: mm-hmm. and
2: his Moon, there's uh, that's authenticity, right? That isn't a connection that is uh, superficial. It couldn't be with the Scorpio right. either, right? Yeah, but but Aquarius has this unique ability to kind of uh, be unconventional. Right, Mm -hmm. so it's like a unique ability to like zoom out and be like, um, yeah, maybe in conventional standards, this wouldn't be okay to stay friends or something like that, right? But you guys both have this strong, like your Aquarius is there or your Jupiter there, Mm -hmm. right? His moon, unconventional works better in some Mm -hmm. ways, right? So it's like um, forging a different path forward that's very different than anybody else's would be more ideal Mm
1: -hmm.
2: okay yeah and also i wonder if it means you bring out the rebelliousness in each other a little bit too like
0: i think (laughs) you guys might have had a past life thing together because something i just noticed mary is this south node and dc in her eighth house of merged contracts right oh yeah 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 so dc is other South node is past life in your oh, in your
2: interesting. So, I think you could almost say it too then that you that he's mastered other in past lives and that he's meant to work on self in this life, right? That north node right next to his AC,
1: right? Oh, mm-hmm. like other is okay. not the priority, right. So what better partner to have than one that has all of the placements themselves?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Well, it would feel familiar to you. You've got some things. So that what Mary pointed out, that Chiron on your north node with that um antivertex, which feels faded. There's, it's a faded point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chiron can be um soulmatey feeling, right? There's a there's a karmic soulmate thing because it's wounds. So mm-hmm. and soulmates and karmic people are meant to help us to heal our wounds by exposing them thank you for the pain (laughs) but that's part of what they're meant to do and and then for you to have that there and it's in your 12th house of foggy i can't tell i can't see but damn, something right when you met it would have felt like a lot right and then Um, you would have found it valuable, right? His AC, his rising and his North node fall into your second house of values. So you're like, oh my God, he's going to nurture me. He's going to care for me. He has this, right? He's a yeah. nurse for me, right? That's yeah. what it would have felt like. And the North node, if he follows his North node, actually, then maybe he could. If he was more of a nurse, was <laughs> more, <laughs> more of a caretaker of himself, right um sure resuscitating himself rather than reacting and being the golden boy but everything in his chart says that second quadrant of i live in a space of what my family tells me Mm -hmm. right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: that's a that's a tough ask for that guy too to have to you know yeah (sighs) Well, so, so much. Yeah, I feel like though we've cracked some kind of code as to why it felt familiar, right? As to definitely. why, yeah, right? Like, okay, I wasn't off somewhere. This really did, this. there really were our connections. There yep. are friendship connections. There are faded meetings. For whatever reason, I was definitely supposed yep. to meet with this person, be with this person, you know, even for a time, maybe... Um, Something that you might be able to, something that just like, oh my God, is downloading on me right now is when you go into your like spiritual space and Mm -hmm. you kind of imagine talking with past lives or like past yourselves. If you will, yep. if you can get to that place, sort of of like a meditative space, which is hard for a Gemini, I know. You can get to whatever it is, writing, writing. Have to bury my feet into the ground and stay grounded. Yes, I know. <laughs> but if you can, um, sort of think about, hey, did I learn what I was supposed to learn here? Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. go for that highest self. What did I learn here? Mm-hmm. Right. Then, then. Um, the spiritual highest self part of you will come in and sort of take care of you when you, f- when you're separating from this person. Yeah. Right. I, I can see that. Mm-hmm.
2: Meditating might be hard for a Gemini, right? But communicating yeah. isn't. So mm-hmm. Akashic record reader could be interesting, right? Like, um, yeah. Learning a little bit more about those past lives right and it's right next to your moon Mm -hmm. sure 18 degrees right so i think your moon your inner world would enjoy that anyway right that investigative nature Mm -hmm. of like what have i been through what am i here to learn this one and but then i think that it would be interesting interesting insight on top of This like eclipse energy, that full moon in Taurus, your North Node in Taurus, the fact that it's in the twelfth house, which is very spiritual. That information seems like it could be very valuable here,
1: Mm -hmm. right? Okay, just understanding more of what you went through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I just um, I joined a couple Akashic record groups on Facebook not that long ago,
0: like within the week. Yeah, see? Boom. You like mm-hmm. divine timing. Yeah. You're so like new. You're you're living in your chart, right? Beautiful. Yeah.
2: The north node really got activated and you are mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm it's there. it's imp- mm-hmm. it's good to like to notice those things, right? Um yeah, because I think that gives you information about more of that direction, right? And in your case, with it being in the twelfth house, um, any communication, you can any clarity, right, would be welcome because that's such a foggy place. Mm. So you're this curious soul, right, who's trying to understand something that they can't see clearly, yeah. right? Like you want to know what it is, but it's it's literally shrouded from you, right? hanging out with other Taurus people would mm-hmm. give insight, right? It would reflect back that north node. Um, but yeah, I think Akashic record would be more like a punch of communication in a way that is kind of what I feel like your chart is asking for, right? All that Gemini is like, I can communicate, right? Yeah. Like, let's let's talk about it, right? Meditating could be hard, right? Like at least- Yeah, right? But to communicate, like yeah. to
1: talk though, right? That's a skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking like back to times where I've had downloads myself and what I was doing in that moment so that I could get back to that. So.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're obsessed with astrology. You
2: need a honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> Almanac. Lacey <laughs> and I... um you I have, have mine at all times around me. It's a it's a personalized almanac, and it tells you your transits every day. So it's like a planner with astrology built in. And oh. I feel like your yes Scorpio Moon and Gemini rising would be aided greatly by this like um, constant intake of
0: mm-hmm. yeah you know the movements yes. And you can choose um, a, a zodiacal releasing. You can choose your lot of eros, and that gives you relationship stuff when things are peaking, when bonds are loosening, right? Okay. And then it gives, and then it's stuff you can like look at for yourself and decide for yourself, you know, along with using your intuition, obviously, things like that.
2: Um, awesome. Um, be a moon can't help but use that intuition (laughs) right that's very
1: true yeah it's it's yeah yeah. it's it's one of the things where i think that's probably the line i'm going to go with coaching is teach people how to connect with their intuition
0: yes yes so yeah that's something you had to super like rely on every day and now now you've got to learn how to hide less because that's what you right
2: Astrology is perfect for that, right? Yeah. So, like the people you're working with, you're investigating them in a yep. way, right?
1: <laughs> what time are you so born? Kinda,
2: yeah, <laughs> I want to understand better, right? Yeah, big yeah. It's a curiosity thing, right? Mm-hmm. What do you have? What do you need most with coaching? Is the like curiosity, right? Like yeah, absolutely, why, right? Yeah. So I can yeah. see how uh, intuition, but then a tool. Mm-hmm. but you're also using his as astrology that makes sense, and you've got Aries in the
0: eleventh house mm-hmm. right astrology is like a love language mm-hmm. yeah uh so this year Saturn's going over eric's m c and your tenth house so kind of uh it's interesting right his his m c is in He's- your tenth and but your his rising is different which means that saturn is going to go through right and saturn's going to be rearranging your legacy and how you're seen in the world i i have seen this with couples who are going through some significant changes and then it's on his mc so a part of his legacy as well so saturn is saturn all saturn does is saturn goes um i'm going to prune off what doesn't work now if saturn ends up pruning off the whole ass vine, then that's what's up. Right. It doesn't work. Or if Saturn trims it bare. Right. And just like, there's no more leaves, but you're still a root, whatever that looks like. Right. You Mm -hmm. will have a struggle. Definitely letting go because Scorpio does not do that. Well, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) Okay. And you are a wealth, right? You are a, a person he is connected to, right? His moon's connected to you, right? So mm-hmm. this is not going to be something that's like, it's decided. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So keep in mind that it's, uh might get harder before it gets easier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Saturn's going to do its job. That's good.
2: I know this isn't about work at all, but I get excited because like Lacey said, like uh, Saturn going through Pisces, right? And then you're talking about activating or getting in touch with intuition and stuff. What is Saturn, right? Structure and yeah. spirituality, right? right? And right. like that's in your 10th house mm-hmm. of like... I just think that's, I know that's not what we're talking about here today.
1: That's okay. No, it's connection.
2: all your work stuff gets me excited. talking.
0: <laughs> I, I see that too. I see the connections, <laughs> a lot of spirits up there with that moon. And I'm like, damn, gonna be teaching, you know, <laughs> I'm excited.
1: Yeah. So, it's um, I'm in a time in my life where I think I'm in like a, almost to the void. Yeah. You know, of shifting lives. Yeah, um, And. I feel like my tower is about to fall. Yeah, which is why I booked this call.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, I was thinking about this. Maybe what I'll do. Well, it makes me want to draw tarot cards, right? Like that's what it, it like makes me want to do. But our time is up. But whatever, I know it's not a part of the show. We do astrology, less, less tarot. But uh yeah, do some tarot, right? Like do some yeah hard questions definitely oh my
2: god scorpio moon yeah (sighs) yeah you read that tarot deck as much as it reads
0: you (laughs) well i hope that you got you know some kind of clarity some some kind of like okay you know Mm -hmm. um there are books i'll I'll give you a book suggestion i'll email it to you where okay astrologer in particular she deals with um marriages, divorces, like how many you'll have, and does that kind of prediction specifically. So okay. I'm gonna I'll send you that. And then you can read it since you're into astrology anyway. And it's sure. in like the first three chapters. So like even if you don't Perfect. read the whole book, it's like you will get what you want out of it. And it's very fascinating. So um I don't feel confident in my skills yet to be able to do what she does. I get what she's saying, you know, whatever, but I don't know. Sure. Finality is a hard thing for me to like, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I understand. And I, I appreciate it. You guys have, um, definitely
1: shed a better light <clears throat> on our relationships and I'll have some, some things to work on and some things to, to think about.
0: So, right. Um, and let
2: us know if you need anything else.
0: Yeah. Definitely um <laughs> we're gonna be doing an astrology well crash course coming up and it's free and then we can you know if you have like more stuff or you want to keep going astrology and you want to keep you know being a part of stuff yeah, yeah. definitely uh, it be good to have you there yeah well, astrology people right oh i would love it making the world a better place <laughs> or at least one that making we can understand better mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well, alrighty. Thank you so much for being on our call. Thank you for being so vulnerable, you precious little yeah. scorpion moon Oh my gosh. Always. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, we will see you later. Yep. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening.
2: Check out our playlists on our website. We have Zodiac Playlists at TeamAquarius.com.